0: Welcome to the Band of Brothers podcast. The current series we are engaged in is entitled The Man's Guide to Spiritual Disciplines. We're being led by Milton Redeker, the men's coordinator, Renee Rivera, and Eric Reed, the men's minister and married young adult minister at Houston's First Baptist Church. We also want to let you know about the men's retreat coming up in October 2nd and 3rd at Camp Choye entitled Unleashed. We'll be led by Pastor Greg, Steve Knox, our college catalyst, and Eric Reed, the men's minister. We hope to see you there, and we hope that this podcast is a blessing to you. Have a great day.
1: Hey, let's do something, guys, as we hand out the chocolates. Let's uh, thank you, Andrew, for bringing those around. I think you've got clients for life. Let's open up a prayer, and then we'll get started on our second spiritual discipline. Get you going on that. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for tonight. You're an amazing God. We love you for the weather you provide, the way you change it. But, Lord, you never change. And you're amazing. Your Word is constant Lord may we dive into you through your word tonight and I thank you for every man in this room tonight I thank you for the new ones and the old ones and the new faces and uh, the young and the old God and I just ask that tonight we be receptive to your word and thank you again Lord for who you are we love you and praise you Jesus Christ in name we pray Amen Man I, w- I want to offer this day to you this, this time is a safe place for you this is a place where we can talk as men and our tone is that of men so don't you know, I made a joke about childhood being for women only, that we should be having jerky, but I don't apologize for that because it's a reality. Andrew, just knocking it in, having some fun with it. Hey guys, let me ask you a question. One thing that men do have, or we try to do, we have men of examples in our lives. We have men that, that, that stand out to us. So one man that stands out to me that I grew up really liking a lot was Tom Landry. And uh, so I want to pose the question to you, uh, and you can be vocal on this. Do you have an athlete that stands out to you, or a man of example? Uh, I would, well, mine would be kind of out there, but Tom Brady. Tom Brady? Okay. Why? Well, you know what's coming, right? It's, it's to a point where he's a very fake superstar. Like You see a lot of the athletes that are. He's very humble. He's very down earth. He's never in a public guy, and it just seems like he well, he stays out of public. No, 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 no. I'm just not there, and he's just he's a very talented athlete. That it just seems like he doesn't think of himself as the ego, yeah. like some of the other athletes do. How would you how would you characterize his work ethic? Other work one the best, and the best, and the other best of the best. Is. But what he does and products up your head he might be like Larry Bird He's a bunch of basketball Yeah That's it The most unlooking basketball person i think. Larry Bird Pale white Pale white curly hair How you are on the tail Oh Lord Jesus You're so right <laughs> any, other, any others come to mind out of curiosity? Nice Burton? Craig Mijio And Craig Mijio as far as I think, I mean, both for both of them, they kind of want about these are business like cards, right? They want not really about these scandals You know, usually, i kind of a bunch of kids, from, right? Right. I'm trying to lead to, oh, every year the Astros get down Christian conference before the game, right? Right. I'm kind of so, so just doing it. But he's got a good example. That's good. It's amazing how those guys stand out, right? They don't get as much press as. Yeah, what? What you have one? Correct, Major. Craig Bisio, yeah, same thing. He does like have a lot. He have he's a lot of no cancer. Wow. Now, does he have someone in his family who has cancer? No, none no. of the kids. just, just, he a a compa- just, no, just no. Just a compassionate person. No. Yeah. That's good. Remember, talking about that softer man. And Craig Bisio, we would consider a tough guy because of his work ethic, but also compassionate in the sense of how he loves people. Any others? What? I've, I've never really been a, a sports guy Really? Yeah So what What, what floats your boat? Uh, aviation Aviation Okay, so Jimmy Dooley Jimmy Dooley, okay um, I guess you really like the movie The Right Stuff Yeah Did you read the book Tom Waltz's book? I have not really. Yeah, it's an incredible book So Chuck Yeager Yeah, except that, yeah, I've heard from other people He's not Yeah can Oh, did I say that that's it out loud? Right, you got any? Um, to football, football of course, Tony, Dungy. Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy. And how he handled that, losing his son. Yeah. You know, his son, he, he admitted that his son was going down a wrong path, if I remember correctly. For a religious man, too. Yeah. a religious man, you know, right. church and everything. So, that's that. He's a really good man. Yeah. Nolan Ryan stood out to me when I was growing up as well. Nolan Ryan. I read both about his volumes. Kevin, you got one? Uh Well, not much of a sports fan. Don't know much about it. But anyway, my brother in law, uh, he's an ex Dallas cowboy. I don't know. He name of Bob Tuller. I uh, played back in, his, like, what's his name? Todd Married. So, play for Landry. Right, play for Landry, right? He was a guard. Anyway, he's um, a great Christian man, I I think. think He's a great uncle uh, to my daughter, a one who's like a father to me. uh, Uh, Just, you know, a big, solid, strong man, just a gentle soul. Wow. Slap young back year across the world. <laughs> one of them, you know? Leave the impression on your back for yeah, a while. Yeah. Is he still alive by oh, any yeah, chance? Okay. Uh, I talked to him recently. But he, as I said, I mean, just a really wonderful example of a Christian family. A teacher at Charlestown High School for, I guess, around 25 years. Absolutely amazing. Coach. Um, kids love him. Always, always wanted to people that asked me about him. Fantastic. But it's really... Uh, Example of what I would think a Christian man would be his family. that's good. Was he a catalyst for you becoming a Christian? Oh yeah, but I mean, I, I've been coming here eight years. Really? Almost former, former pastor. All these things go. No, nah, you sound more like... You yeah, sound like yo-ho. I'm not really to be Good man, you're very wise. Uh, I was, but I'm unfortunately Barbara's barber's guy. i probably been to breast cancer. At any rate, I've been coming here for eight years. And finally, uh, I got knocked off my horse, I guess. Old Dwight, <laughs> <laughs> now we're trying to make up the world's ground you're in good company Saul was knocked off his horse by a bolt of lightning. his name was Paul not bad yeah probably yeah. all pieces from New York some from Boston uh oh Boston you can all separated Dust and you gotta hold them off man there you go well when you came in guys you were handed a piece of paper well, someone read verse one. You're assigned, you're assigned verses. Yeah, verse one. Yes, yeah, go for it. First Corinthians 9:24-25. Do you not know that in a race all winners run, but only one gets the prize? Everyone who competes in the games goes to strict training. If not, they do get a crown. They do get a crown that will not last. We do get a crown that will last forever. <coughs> Number two. Um, Timothy um, Tim, Tim, Tim seven. have nothing to do with godless myths or old wives tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly. Verse number three. 2 uh, Timothy 4.7 I have fought the good fight. I have finished the grace. I have kept the faith. Now there is still for me the crown of righteousness which the Lord and the righteousness a righteous judge will what me on that day and not only to me but also to all and long for his authority Number 4 it's Hebrews 12 1 and 2 One of my life verses Hebrews 12 1 and 2 Therefore since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses let us throw off everything that hinders and sin that so easily entangles and let us run with the perseverance of the race marked out for us let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him and the cross, scorning and shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Number five. Who is number five? Joshua 1, 6-9. Be strong and courageous, because you will lead these people to inherit the land. I swore to their forefathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous, careful to obey all the laws my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Fantastic. Number 6. This is 9 through 16. <coughs> it is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in pr- princesses. The Lord is my strength and my sound, he has become my salvation. Okay, guys, number 7. And ten Timothy 3, 15 17.
2: every infancy, you have known the Holy Scripture, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scriptures God is used for teaching, reputation,
1: and training in righteousness, that the men of God may be perfectly equipped for every good work. You know what I find amazing is none of us mentioned Michael Vick, Roger Clemens, men that have fallen from grace. Now Michael Vick's paid his time. Stay You have your opinion on that. But looking in lieu of the people that we chose, I chose Tom Landry, Craig Vigio, uh, Lance Burton, men of integrity, men of strong, work. Tom Brady, Tom strong work ethics, pilots, trained hard, to get where they're at, whether he's a jerk or not, Chuck Yeager's accomplishment are phenomenal. You know, um, if you look at the scriptures, the question I want to ask you today is how does that compare preparing? You look at these, there's a theme here it's the Word of God. How does, that, how, does it, how does that prepare you for a Christian life? These scriptures you read today. How does it prepare you for a Christian life? Uh, he's talking about what, what we just read. Right. Well, like I said, Timothy 4.7 have nothing to do with godless myths of old wives tales. Mm-hmm. That's telling us not to believe in all the myths of man. Mm-hmm. You know, from um, voodoo to all kinds of, of things out there are half out like, Worshipping statues and stuff like that. No, I'll the example you gave when you came in. You said I believed in all the hocus pocus before the Genesis, and thought the Bible would thought the world was this compared yeah. to creation. Well, it's teaching t- pretty much don't believe in the God God's myths would be anything from um, uh, believing in the um, witchcraft and, and, um, and stuff. Was not supposed to be really learned about, but they worship certain kind of figures that are myths, right. probably never existed. Right. Yeah, that's, that's how I look at that. And old wives tell because and it's believing in stories that aren't true. Vampires and low works and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. And I'm, I'm with you. Any other thoughts? Any other thoughts? I think that these are words that are, are like what a coach would say. Interesting. They're, they're encouragement towards discipline. We can go home now, guys. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> good,
2: Spot on, Blake. Spot on. Tonight's session, as you already guessed, it's up here on the board. A man and his Bible. And we're going to get into, well, why Bible study, how to do Bible study, where to do Bible study, when to do Bible study. This will be very good for you, Kevin, new Christian in our group. Been a new Christian just since July. Is that right? Yes, right. I want to kind of piggyback on what you just said. Does anybody in here know the name Jerry Rice? You know who Jerry Rice is, was? Played for so long with the San Francisco 49ers. His work ethic would include two or three hours of practice every day, and when everybody else had gone to the showers, Jerry would hook up his harness to ten automobile tires and do wind sprints with those tires tied behind him. Does anybody know Tiger Woods? (laughs) They don't talk about this much, but Tiger Woods hits a thousand golf balls every day. And you somebody referred to Lance Berkman? Lance Berkman is the mentor to Hunter Pence. You ever heard of Hunter Pence? Astros? Right fielder? Has become the home run king for the Astros. Young guy. When he started the season, he was not a Christian, but Lance Berkman is mentoring him in the Christian walk. Amazing. And he's taught him his will to prepare. Does anybody know the name Bud Wilkinson? You ever heard of Bud Wilkinson? He's dead now. He still holds the record as the coach of the OU Sooners, Oklahoma Sooners, at the longest winning streak in history. And I want you to write this down. This is worth it because this really applies to Bible study. Why do Bible study? And here's what he said. And it applies to anything we do in life that's worthwhile. Bud Wilkinson said this, The will to prepare supersedes the will to win. The will to prepare supersedes the will to win. You want to win in life at anything? You want to be the best at anything in life? We've all mentioned these men and their various vocations and sports and other areas. We don't become good at anything until we prepare for it. doesn't make any difference what you do in life. The will to prepare supersedes the will to win. I want to read a scripture to you that I think is uh, very fitting for this time. It's found in uh, 2 Timothy. It's in the third chapter, the 16th verse. It tells us something about Scripture. It says this, All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for all those things we just mentioned a moment ago. It's God-breathed so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And then there's one we didn't mention. It's found in Proverbs Proverbs the 30th chapter and the 5th and 6th verse and it says this Every word of God is flawless He is a shield to those who take refuge in Him Do not add to His words or He will rebuke you and prove you a liar All the things that are going on today and people are saying we have a later word from God Not true We have a later word from God Doesn't happen It's all right here in the book. You know, anything that we value determines how we treat it. Anything we really value determines how we treat it. If I just put an old shoebox out here and said, Hey, guys, uh, I want you to have this shoebox. It's got some stuff in it that you probably want to look at. You'd walk out of here and forget it, wouldn't you? But if I told you that old shoebox had $10,000 in it, and the first one up here gets it, we'd have a race to see who got the $10,000. The value you place on something determines how you treat it. Let me give you six things that I want you to write down tonight about Bible study and how we can trust the Word of God. Number one, turn to it daily. Turn in your Bible daily with expecting God to show you what He wants you to know for that day. Now I'm going to get back to that. Well, you know, where do I turn to? What do I turn to? I'll show you in a minute. Second, meditate upon the Word by thinking about what you've just read. Close your Bible and don't be praying and don't have the radio going, don't have the TV going, and pick a time if you've got children when they're gone or they're asleep. The greatest theologians, in the, and some of these weren't preachers, but some of the greatest people that I've known in my day, They set the alarm clock for 4 o'clock every morning. That's the only time that they could find a place and a time that they wouldn't be disturbed. 4 o'clock in the morning. I used to think God didn't even get up at 4 o'clock. But I have also discovered that that's the only time, not 4 o'clock. I don't don't think I get up at 4 o'clock every morning. My wife would tell you different. But I do get up early. I get up at 6 and have a cup of coffee.
0: And it's quiet
2: and nobody's around asking me a question or nothing's off. So meditate. Third, study God's truth. Study God's truth. And there are ways to do that. When I was 10 years old, a man came to our church and told me something that was, at that time just was very revealing. He said, the book of Proverbs has 31 chapters in it. And most of our monks have 31 dates in it. Read a proverb every day. Well I was when I was thinking about this today I thought I've read through Proverbs since I was ten years old. I've read Book of Proverbs twelve hundred and sixty times. And you know what? It's, it's fresh every morning. Every morning like they do. So have have a plan in mind. That was simple for me, and it's not easy to forget, well, which proverb do I read today? What do I read today? Whatever the day is, read it. You may miss tomorrow and just go to the next day whenever you get in it. But have a plan. Fourth, believe what the Word says. Believe what the Word says. Do you know that there are a lot of people that we talked about creation last week, and I meant to say this last week. The first 11 chapters of Genesis, if you believe that literally happened in those 11 chapters, you tell me what you believe about those first 11 chapters in Genesis, and I can tell you what your theology is. Or is it? Believe what the Word says. Fifth, obey. (laughs) Most men have a real problem with that. You mean I got to do what it says? It actually tells me to do this. And I really have to do that if I want to have a good relationship with the Lord. Yes. Obedience is the key to success in everything we do in this Christian walk that we're going, that we're with that we're in right now. And then six, share what you've learned. That's exactly what I've been doing for many many years. Share what you've learned. And you know what? You learn something every day that gives you a little bit different slant on God's Word. Just share what you've learned. I told this in the class that Blake was in last year about a man who could not speak very plain. He stuttered when he spoke. And he had a hard time memorizing Scripture because he had a learning disability. But he memorized John 3.16. You remember that, Blake? And you remember what the punchline is? Yeah. This guy could just quote John 3.16 very slowly because of his stuttering and his learning disability. But he won more people to Jesus than anybody I've ever known in my life. Because they would ask him a question, well, what do you think about this? Or what do you think about that? I don't know anything about that, but I know that for God so loved, and he'd always quote John 3.16 to him. And he'd have them put their name for God so loved Milton that he gave his only begotten son that if Milton would believe in Jesus Christ, Milton would be saved. And he'd put their name in there. So share what you know. Don't try to share something you don't know. Can we trust the Bible? Well, it'd be normal for me to say that. But what about the people out there that are skeptics about the Bible? I don't believe in the Bible. I don't believe in Jesus Christ. I don't go to church. I don't read the Bible. I don't trust the Bible. I don't trust God. Let me give you a name of a guy that you may not know. Have you ever heard of Josh McDowell? He's authored many books. But for many, many years, Josh was an atheist. And one day, he said, I'm going to prove that God doesn't exist. And he started reading the Bible to try to prove his point. He became a Christian. And here's the book you need to write down, the name of this book. By Josh McDowell. It's called Evidence That Demands a Verdict. It's not a small book either. Evidence That Demands a Verdict. If you want to know what Bible study can do for you personally, read that book. It will load your gun. Evidence that demands a verdict. And yes, we can trust the Bible. Why is the Bible study so important? Why is Bible study? Let me give you three reasons why the Bible study is so important. Number one, it's very obvious. It keeps you from sin. Number two, it keeps your relationship with the Lord in the right priority. And number three, It helps you love God more every day. Three good reasons why Bible study is so important. Well, how do I I live that out, or how have I seen that lived out in my personal commitment to the Scripture? I grew up on a farm in Oklahoma with three brothers, just four boys and no sisters, no girls in our family. But our method... Every morning, in our procedure every morning, after we had milked the cows and fed all the animals and cleaned ourselves up for school, we had breakfast around the table. My dad always sat at the head of the table with the rest of us around the table. And we always read the Bible, a daily Bible reading every day. And each one of us boys took turn reading that scripture every morning. Dad would pray and we'd have breakfast. And we did the same thing at evening time when everybody would gather in from all their activities in school, and we did our chores out in the farm,
0: and we would gather
2: back around that table, another devotional, another prayer. That's how I learned that Bible study was so important. That's how I saw it lived out. My dad, who was a farmer with an eighth-grade education, very very smart man, but he was he kept his priorities right. And he would sit out in the car away from us boys many times when he wanted to be along with the Lord. And we saw Dad many times sitting and praying and reading the Bible. That's how I saw God's Word lived out in my life. Living out is a commitment. Living out the Scripture, living out the Bible is a personal commitment. And how do you do that? I'm going to give you a handout here. Hand these out, John. This is called a... Family devotional guides. Now I'm going to run through this real quickly with you, and then I'm going to give it back to Renee, and I'm going to choir. I'm in the choir with Jennifer. Family devotions. Where do I start? Turn to page two. What's standing in the way of family devotions? Believe you me, growing up on the farm, there were a lot of things that went against having family devotion, like television. Well it wasn't in my day. I didn't have a television. We didn't have a television when I was growing up. But we were all busy. business of life, sports, meetings, lack of discipline, lack of materials, fear of starting something new. you ever tried to start something new and you just keep putting it off putting it off. I've got something right here in my pocket. It's called Dad's Club. Aquatic and Fitness Center And it's two blocks from my house We go every day And I haven't been yet
1: <laughs>
2: And I've been a member there for about six months That's a pool, right? It's a pool It's one of the biggest pools in Houston Have an outdoor pool Olympic sized pool outdoors One indoors I haven't been yet But you know what? Fear is starting It's not really a fear It's just a matter of I don't know the process of getting involved and I keep asking some of the guys here at the church, church, what's the process to get into the dad's club? Well, you just go. Well, how do I get started? Look at that. Set a simple goal of having a family devotion one time a week and build up after a month or so. Try to incorporate everyone, as I gave you an example of, in our home. Number three, try different resources to see what works well for you. Keep it on their levels. Be creative and flexible. Keep it short. Page three. Incorporate devotions in different ways throughout each day, like going to church or TV time, in the car. And we say, well, what do we pray about? I've given you a bunch of good examples there. Here are some ideas for prayer time. And then on the following pages, I've put how each age group learns and what appeals to each age group. Two-year-olds, three-year-olds, four-year-olds, five-year-olds, right on up through adults. I put in there what appeals to the age group and how they learn, when they learn, what they learn. And then I've given you 50... And I'm going to give you some some, some of my favorites. I've given you 54 books, possibilities there for you. Family devotion. Let me highlight some for you. Look at the one I'd recommend. Number 11... Paul Paul Chuck's Big Ideas in the Bible by Chuck Swindoll. That is great. And you see outside each one of these, I've given the age group that that appeals to. That one appeals to uh, ages 3 through 8. I want that. It appeals to that. <laughs> Number 17, 103 questions children ask about right from wrong. Number 20, Your Family Time with God by John Maxwell. Anybody in here ever heard John Maxwell? Great preacher. And here, I'm going to give you a quote by him that speaks to what we're talking about here. Write this down. Your walk talks and your talk talks. Your walk talks and your talk talks. But your walk talks louder than your talk talks. Can we say that again? Your walk talks and your talk talks. But your walk talks louder than your talk talks. Try to wrap that around your child, your children. Blake, go home and do give that to your wife tonight. Say, did you know your walk talks and your talk talks and your walk talks louder than your talk talks? And when you pick yourself up. (laughs) 28, Let's Make a Memory by Gloria Gaither and Shirley Dobson, James Dobson's wife and Bill Gaither's wife. Let's Make a Memory. Wonderful for families. 36, On Your Mark. Sports-minded families will love that one. Number 37, 108 Questions Children Ask About Friends in School. And then finally one other one, number forty-six. Winners, losers, and wannabes. And then I've given I've listed 13 family activities that foster faith. If you want a good way to learn how to get started in, in Bible study yourself or with your family, I would recommend you keep this, learn it, read it, study it. And get to know the Lord in a personal way that you've never come to understand before. I love that song that old Doug Oldham used to sing. You ever heard of Doug Oldham? Big guy. He's dead now. He used to sing on the Jerry Falwell's. Uh, I forgot what to call it. Liberty, Liberty Hour. The longer I serve Him, the sweeter He grows. And let me tell you, the more you get into Bible study. And you set aside a time, set your alarm if you have to in the morning or in the evening when everybody's gone to bed. The longer you serve Him, the sweeter He grows. The more you know Him, the more He bestows on you. So I'd encourage you if you don't have a regular time for Bible study and you maybe question, well, do I, is it going to help me? What did the Bible say? One of those that said, we've just read, and when you do this, I will prosper you. I will prosper you. doesn't say you make you rich. But prosper is a word that also will keep us a clear mind and a clear conscience. I will prosper you. I hope that if you have any questions about can I trust the Bible? How do I do Bible study? How do I get into a plan of Bible study? If you have a question, that you'll get in touch with Renee or Eric Reid or myself, and we'll be glad to work with you one-on-one. Some of the guys that I uh, was in class with last year, I still talk with them on occasion, and they still have questions. So feel free to call us and ask a question. Renee, you gave us a great
1: playbook, but uh, does anybody here have any suggestions on how to get into the Bible? Ain't the personal things y'all did? Well, one thing we do with our kids, my wife, and I do when I'm out of work two days, is every night now we'll read. Um, I'm going to write them on the board. Yeah, Go ahead. It's ahead. It's a Bible book and all, but what happens is that I would read this section of this story to the kids, and then we'll ask them questions. And they have to question, you know, Abraham, like, be, like a child spoken in a way, but you read this segment of the Bible, and it'll tell you take hey, questions to ask the kids. Wow. Well, they turn and do this a the family before they go to bed, right. and then we'll, we'll, um, we'll let the kids all say a prayer after that, and then me and my wife would end up with a prayer at the end of the night, and then go to bed, and she does it every night, and I do it with them when I'm off of work, right. that two days I'm off. And we do that almost every day now, every night. So, so, so. so it's really a hit the kids involved. John, you're a single guy. What do you do this. I have Uh, uh, I would have to say you're single or I would have to ask the question? I'd have to ask the question. Okay, there you go. Come on, bring it on. (laughs) What do you do? Uh, I have get up early in the morning at 4 o'clock. Of course, I'm working at 6.30 in the morning. Wow. And bread bread for about 30 minutes. The Bible. And sometimes they use um, day discoveries our daily bread. Daily bread.
2: Okay. Um, let me recommend something I, I am able to do this a moment ago. All of you know who Dr. Charles Stanley is? Yes. First Baptist Church Atlanta pastor. He has a little magazine that's free and all you've got to do is ask for it. It's called In Touch Magazine. You just go to the website InTouch.org and log on to that and it's right there. InTouch Magazine. Free. And it's a daily devotional guide. Some of the most tremendous stuff comes out of that little magazine that has blessed my life. And I've been I've been doing that since he's been in at Atlanta. So I'd encourage you to get in Test magazine. Any other suggestions? That's a great suggestion. Any others?
1: He also has a um, a daily uh, twenty minute message.
2: But another one is um
1: Psalms hundred and fifty Psalms, so if you break? Uh, if you read five a day? You get to 119.
2: to the you get to one nineteen, you're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, five psalms a day. Five psalms a day and one proverb. <laughs>
1: Not really, because some people I've seen count the days down backwards, so you can go ahead and count days. Ah. Okay. Well, you know, we we talked, we we kind of did a checklist here. You know, I mean, we got a flip, or we got a playbook from Milton here, and you can check it off, and you can do these sort of things. And that's great. The, the other application is that, you know, we, we're religiously disciplined, get up in the morning, early morning, do that sort of thing, and we have a tendency to kind of check the list. And in my life, I can't do that. I just can't check the list sometimes. I, I miss tasks, honestly. And I commend you that are every day to do that. It's, it's amazing. Uh, as I look at... As you look at Bible reading versus Bible study, probably the best theology book out there is the Bible. And the best catalyst for Bible study, we didn't make that distinction here, but the best the best catalyst for Bible study is Bible reading. I always tell guys to get in the word. Some guys or some guys I get I get involved with or talk to or mentor with are reading, are reading the latest Christian trash, just junk. And they should spend their time in the Bible. And they're debating theology. You know, rip cages, but as opposed to backbone. You know these guys. Some of you are nodding and laughing because you know these guys. These guys will bust a gut uh, over C.S. Lewis versus J.R.R. Tolkien and, and J.K. Rowling, who's the author of Harry Potter, by the way. Okay, those of you who know that, he'll bust a gut over that. And you know, you want these guys to be immersed in the Word. Example: If you see me walking around with this book, combat focused shooting. What does it say about me? Serious about to shooting? And what kind of shooting? Oh, and I'm probably packing, right? <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if people would see the Word of God that way in you, in your life? So let's talk about that. Let's talk about this, this, this list. by like Milton in is awesome, but you know, in today's world, how do you do it? How do, you, how do you get into the Word and then get, in, get a catalyst for, for reading the Bible? Get a small Bible, guys. I found I found this one. No lie, I found this Bible. Is it yours? You can have it. It's called the Worship Bible. It's a great little Bible. It's small. Small print. Too. Small. Yeah, very small print. John, you'd be like, <laughs> okay, but small. Okay. It's small. It, it, it's 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 definitely something small. All right. Today, guys. You know, we joke about Star Trek and The Communicator. We're living Star Trek today, baby. Bible on PDA. I got my email on my hip. I got my whole life on my hip. I lose this thing. Dude, I'm gone. But you can actually download the Bible for free on the Internet now. They're really good. You got it? Amen, bro. But yeah, actually, you know, that's a big PDA though. <laughs> sure. So, you. do you know right what PDA right? stood for? Public display of affection. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah seriously. You know, what's wrong with that, hey, brother? What's wrong with that? No, Absolutely. And then here's another thing that I do is uh, the audio bubble on audio. Bible and audio. And you get it dramatized too. Yeah, Peter yeah. cut off the Peter cut off the ear of the man. You hear the ah! They you got your slash. It's, it's hilarious. I got a kid version of I it mean, too. That's really cute. It's you know. I'm gonna tell you one of my fondest memories is I had this big vinyl LP. It was it was the Bible audio. It was so cool, and it was a big comic book because Lord knows the big vinyl. Those of you who remember, raise your hand. Aid yourselves. Okay. Age yourselves. Okay. Yeah. you was like today. Today are CDs. You're like oh, I could barely read that. But I would go. I would listen to that. I always worry about scratching it because I love it. It told, it, told, it told the. It told the story of Adam and Eve, and of course, you know, Eve's leaves were perfectly placed. You know. Well, it it's yeah. I'm just like Saturday morning. Yes. You know, instead of cartoons, those uh, Christian channels like Yes. Yeah. you have these uh, cartoonized biblical uh, uh, vegetables. Of choice of choice of choice of oh, okay. vegetables. <laughs> 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 and the, veggie tales. I mean, the thing right. about it is, for me, right. I mean, you know, I'm a Catholic. The you know, Catholics kind of warns off the Bible. Right. Well, oh, they were when I was going through. They don't want you to read the Bible because they're afraid you'll come up with whatever. Wrong. your own but, but what it mean is, is I was what you thought about what did you think about things like on channel 14 where they show you know David and Clyde, or whatever it's children I mean, how correct is that or is that it's so flattering? or for even an adult I mean I watch it I like it but for an adult? yeah I mean I want, well, for a child and the adult well, well let me just tell you when I uh, when um First of all, I think it's a way of reaching people, young people, children, to uh, to Bible stories. David and Goliath is is a phenomenal Bible story. Um, You know, it's it's if you read the 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 version in in uh, in the Bible, it's very graphic. I mean, he lops off the head, and you know, and it's very graphic. But I uh, I have no issue with that. When I had when we had a new believer. A young lady named Cimarron wanted to get into the Word of God. I threw a children's Bible at her because it it told the basic stories, you know, Abraham, uh, it told the Exodus. It told the basic stories and, and and the very fabric, the backbone of the Bible. Bibles, the children's Bible study, children's Bibles can really just hit on the backbone, of, and I'm I'm all for it. It's like you just said about they're you know, all human authors. You know, Spines versus ribcage. Right. So on the same that I walk in to a uh, bookshelf or whatever, uh-huh. and I look and I see uh, Bible for Dummies. So I look at <laughs> and I have the same sense: of, Is this worth my time as a person that wants to be a Christian? And how that- does one know what? No, that's going back to my going back to my original statement, and I'm not going to I'm not going to put you off here. I'm not gonna, I'm not going to give you a, a quick answer. It's a very intelligent question you're asking. Let, let let me say this: when I come across new believers like yourself, I have a Bible reading plan for them to read First John, and in the Book of John, and read the New Testament because you're under the New Testament. Yeah, if you want to get into the Word of God and understand the Word of God, then then you know. The best way to do it is to read the the Bible. And I'll give you a Bible reading plan based on your faith and your brand new faith. But there are books out there that will teach you the origin of the Bible. There there is an actual milestone course today. that's going to be taught next year or this fall. Correct me if I'm wrong, Eric. Um, We're recording this, by the way. the reason why uh, that's going to talk about the Bible and its origin and why the Bible is the Word of God, the internal evidences. If your goal is to understand the Bible and the validity of the Bible, we have that. I can give that to you. If your goal is to understand why your faith is where it is, this Word of God is the best catalyst and I can give you a Bible reading plan for that. I see a lot of, uh, shake, a lot of uh, nodding heads because a lot of people today will say the best, the best theology, the best backbone is for you to get into the Word of God and just immerse yourself in it and just, you know what by going back and saying hey just do it and getting a, a, a playbook doesn't happen I can give you a direction on that I'd be more than happy to afterwards to talk to you. a lot of guys in here too will help you out as well too Be willing to talk to you about that but you need to find out why you believe what you believe and get equipped that's what second Timothy talks about being, and you're looking for study but the best catalyst for study right now is reading any thoughts before going I mean I see a lot of reading. I agree I agree with, with exactly what you're saying because I think you've been pretty good about uh, 10 years ago and I was the same way my parents were non-practical Catholics, so I was back up I was this, uh, the same because we were a Catholic family at all, that's all you needed to know and um, I, say, my, I was the same way I had so many questions you know to everybody one of my wife's friends married us he a pastor and, and he wanted us to go to a month of counseling two months somebody counseling but he was teaching me the Bible while he was counseling with us and he wanted to become a new believer I had so many questions so what I would do is just read I spent months reading the first Bible I started first I read the New Testament and then I went to the Old Testament and New Testament it took me a long time it's not, it, it takes a while but I just kept reading segments and a lot of my questions were answered by what the Bible was saying but I just dipped right into it yeah. but some of the shows you're talking about are yeah. really fun to watch too because a lot of them are telling you the stories of the Bible just in a cartoon way some people like that and they're also presenting the fruits of the spirit. You know, definitely gentleness. You know, uh, and so definitely, we could talk more. And, I, and, I, and, I, and that, this is the purpose of this class today: is to teach you how to get in the Word. Another word is the one-year Bible. This is available today. It's even available online. It's it has a day. It has a Bible scripture for New Old Testament and New Testament based on the day of the year.
2: Get that word, it's it.
1: Yeah, it's fun- fun- yeah, fun- yeah. You can get this online as well too. This so is online is uh, BibleGateway.com, dot Yeah, BibleGateway.com. dot every translation, every you translation here, you want, and you can search on words. And the one year Bible is a good one. And if you're if you're not if you're not so uh, so inclined to read the whole Bible in one year, you can get the one year Bible New Testament. <laughs> it's quicker, faster. We're laughing, but yeah,
2: twelve ninety five.
1: and you get the free, the one year Bible New Testament, just the New Testament, which I highly recommend. So I'll have these up here for you, they can look at as well. Um, another way, another methodology is, you know, Milton Milton and John talked about it. Set a regular time for daily Bible and reading, reading and study. There is a big difference between reading and studying. Okay, guys, and so and, and, and I can break that out for you as well too. Uh, there's some great Bible outlines. Mark Copeland online has a great, great. Uh, Mark Copeland, I'll give that name to you. Has it goes line by line through Scripture and a great outlines. As a matter of fact, our Sunday school teacher, Mark Miranda, teaches using Mark Copeland a lot. And lastly, guys, you your meeting your meeting here on a particular topic, the twelve disciplines. But you've got it, and I say it's so important as men, because we're such social animals. We're such—we tell women that we say women are social, men are really social as well too. But one thing I highly recommend is getting a weekly Bible study outside of what you're doing now. I mean, if this is if this is complimentary. Make sure you're in a Bible study with guys, peers, guys your own age. Uh, that may sound silly. But I try to find guys of interest, for my, and this and this is the first testimony for me. I've been in a Bible study now for 11 years, every Wednesday morning at 6 a.m. It's at IHOP at Shepherd in Washington on I 10. When we meet there at 6 a.m., we're out by 7. It started 11 years ago, meaning every other week with five guys that said, hey, we need to get together during the middle of the week during Hump Day. They started at 59 Diner before the uh, I-10 for the Katy Freeway for renovation. And for 6, for, 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 uh, 6 a.m. we're out by 7. Those are some of the tightest guys I am involved with today. So let me, let, me, let, me, let me share with you something real quick that happened to me. kind of funny we're talking about this. I want to give you all a challenge. I want to you that happened to me. Uh, my wife and I received this thing called the Nielsen ratings. Have you ever heard of that? Nielsen. It's a TV media survey it's how shows stay on TV and they ask you to fill out this journal on your TV viewing habits everybody if you read if you see a show for 15 minutes you've got to write what you saw in there for the time of the day it's a 10 days and they pay you 5 bucks cash wow what a what an ROI that is so my wife and I we just recently got cable TV we thought man we watch TV all the time we're filling this whole thing out and all that Ironically, we only watch two hours of TV a week. What a shocker that was to us. And I was telling people, I didn't have time for Bible reading. I didn't have time for Bible study. I was feeling convicted about my lack of time being in the Word and blaming it on TV. There's something else. So, I... In this Sunday school class... Uh, Mark Miranda was teaching about being disciplined in the Bible and I've got to be honest with you I like talk radio and you know where I'm going with this I like talk I like conservative talk radio and I used to get wound around the axle about talk radio I mean Rush Limbaugh Michael Berry Sean Hayes, these guys would get me so round up about our current administration things going around locally I would just get spun up in a bad way I was I was very aggressive, very angry. Can you see me aggressive? I don't know if you can see me aggressive. I was very angry about that sort of thing. I, I really got convicted about that because my telling I come home and be all mad. I'd be angry. I'd be I'd be ticked off at the world. Well, here's a challenge for you. I uh, I have a Bible reading plan called the Bible in 90 days. The whole Bible in 90 days. But my issue was I couldn't sit and read for 45 minutes. I'm in the car eight hours a day. Like sales rep, you know, eight hours a day. That's our home. So, what I did is I went out to iTunes, and I downloaded the Bible free NIV audio podcast. And I got the Bible reading plan. And every time I got in the car, instead of listening to talk radio, I popped in the Word of God. Let me just tell you, I'm on day 82 now. I'm, I'm ready to finish. But actually, I'm on my way ahead. So by 9-11, I will finish the Word of God in 90 days, audibly. And it's, 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 again, I had to replace something. Let me just tell you the result. I'm a changed person. I am not dumb, fat, and happy because I don't know what's going on in the world today. I'm not your say something. Go well, for it. This uh, it reminds me so much. That was kind of one of the stepping stones of my hat on my path to the board. But right. I I used to listen to talk Radio a lot, and I realized that I was getting to work and just being so angry, <laughs> and I got tired of it. I'm like I don't want to be like this. Right. And and I changed to and been seeing all these bumper sticker, glass right. stuff and, and I sought out KSBJ and started right. listening to that, and I was just amazed. I mean, it sounded kind of cheesy to me at first. Right, God And I learned the songs and all this stuff. And another thing that happened was, um, well, the first time I came to church at First Baptist, it was the first time I'd ever been to a contemporary right. service. And it was so foreign to me, and I didn't know any of the music or anything. Right. Well, in the, in the process of listening to KSBJ, when well, I did come back to Houston's First, it was like coming home because I knew all these songs. Because right. I've been hearing them on the radio. Wow. But, but it was the, the big thing was the difference in my mood when I got to work. Absolutely. It was, it was yes. Is there a different perspective radio? He was in top radio. radio and very much afraid about it. The world. Absolutely. But I was in no prayer mood. <laughs> yeah. I really wasn't. Really was. yeah, you yeah. figure that guy, uh, what's his name? Michael Savage? Huh. Oh you know what I think he's nuts he's a nut absolute nut but you know what's funny is we'll listen to him and we'll listen to Rush Limbaugh and take more of their philosophy than we will someone preaching the word of God and that's the convicting part of it that's the convicting part of it and, and I'm not talking about any political affiliations here I can't say that but honestly let's, let's just be honest with you I got to spun up even on, on sports talk radio I mean, I'm like, <laughs> what's, what's Beck Barb doing? It's crazy. Retire already. Please. You know? And it gets you worked up. And, and I'm, 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 I'm like you, I'm a passionate person. I got, I got hung up on these sort of things. So that was my challenge. You know, at the end of the day, I was less aggressive. My, life, my wife loved me. She no longer called me Thirsty Bear. So, you know, let's talk about a changed life, real quick. The Bible is the starting point. We're almost done here. The Bible is the starting point for all spiritual discipline. The Bible is your manual. I love the fact that Milton gave us this instructional thing and he said, hey, write everything down. I'm telling you, this is really good. Well, you know what? There's a real good manual here called the Word of God. And it's Bible... You know, we say that flippantly, but it is a pathway to life. I don't know if you have one. If you have I don't know if you notice, but nothing carries around the Bible that's given away free by the church. If you don't have one, let me know. I'll get you one. But another thing, too. For me... It's been 20 plus years, 30 plus years of, of, of Christianity. I've had to find ways to make the Bible fresh and new to me every day. Another way I find out it's called the Daily Light. Have you all heard of this? The Daily Light. Today's the 9th. You can tell I did it today. Um, September 9th. And it talks about, it's got, a morning, it's got a morning and an evening. And I use this. And it's just scripture. It says, it gives a topic. It says, Who has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty? And it's all scripture based on that. There's no commentary. It's just scripture put together. New and old. The daily life. I highly recommend this one. It's put together by, uh, by Ann Graham, she, uh, the daughter of, uh, of Billy Graham. Um, another thing too, really quickly. The Bible is a, is a discipline for all communion with Jesus Christ. It's His work. The Bible shows us. It's, all growth, it's for all growth and sanctification. That's where you're going right now. As a Christian, it's called the process of transintensification. They're growing in it. How do we get immersed in the Word of God? Lastly, Sunday you soon will be going to meet the Bible's author. We all eventually gonna meet the author. You know, it's kinda of funny, Sunday morning we had all these quotes. You know, did you see that before I don't know if you were here Sunday morning? We had these quotes Abraham Lincoln, George Washington, and then we had in the beginning, God created the earth the heaven. We were joking about we should just put God. They said Genesis 1-1. We thought about it. That, that, that's the hardest thing. Someday we're going to meet the Bible, the author of the Bible, which is God. Has anybody loaned you a book before? Have you ever borrowed a book from somebody? You meet them next week, you're going, Oh, Lord, I didn't read the book. You shouldn't have. <laughs> you're like, and they come to you, Hey, man, have you read the book? Have you read the combat-focused shooting about the natural point of aim okay. and how to lean forward and bring back and pull it? And you're like, No. Now, can you imagine being, being the author of the Bible? Wasting my book? I left it for you. It's pretty convicting. Pretty thought provoking. I want to I want to leave you with a challenge, guys. It, I, I don't want to I don't want to hit you over the head with homework. The truth of the matter is, I want you to find some time this week where you can get in the Word. Find something that you need to prune in your life. You know what? And I'm assuming we have trouble with Bible reading. That's a bad assumption. Maybe you don't. Maybe you're in the Word every day. But you don't know what it is. Like, I thought it was TV. Until I looked at it and thought about it. And, and, and guys, I'm here to encourage you. I, 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 notice I didn't beat you over the head and so say, you got to do Bible memory verse You've got to do this. You've got to be in the Bible 45 minutes a day. You've got to be... No. Grace, guys. Pure grace on y'all. Because I'm right there with you. I'm convicted every day about being in God's Word. Every day. Am I guilty about it? No. I'm being challenged by it. If you need to check a box every day to get into the Word of God, if you need to get a Bible reading plan, if you need to get a Bible reading plan, if you have to discipline yourself, it's called discipline. We do at some point have to be told what to do and check off the box. I want to encourage you on that. I don't want to beat you up over it because we get plenty of that in work, in life, and at home. Okay, this is a safe haven, guys. Use the bus. Use the bus. Do I tune that? Right. Do I tune <laughs> that? Actually. Let's close in prayer. Any any thoughts before we leave? Is that okay? Is that good? Alright, let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for your word, Lord. You're amazing. You're phenomenal. Thank you, God, that you wrote it. Sixty-six books, Lord, forty different authors, two thousand years, one central theme, your grace, your word, your son. And, Lord, one day we want to be in front of the author, you. And we want to say this, you know what, with fresh eyes, with new bodies, Lord, that we did read your book and partake of it. We love you and praise you for who you are, Jesus. Take care of us in the weather as we get home. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen.
0: Thank you for joining us on this week's podcast. We would love to have you come in person. We meet Wednesday evenings from 6 to 7.30 at Houston's First Baptist Church. More information is on the web at Houston'sFirst.org, Houston'sFirst.org. Again, have a blessed day.